0: hello good morning everyone today is sunday may 13th and this is another episode of tea in a porch non-duality show um this one's going to be done in my car while i'm driving to some gigs to play some music uh today's mother's day so um i'm actually working today i'm going down to play some music for my friend lila who is uh, a beautiful woman she uh has dementia I go into her home and I play songs for her and uh, the nurse sings along with me so it's fun it's fun she likes Johnny Cash god she loves Johnny Cash so anyway in this um in this little episode of our non-duality show I'm gonna go over um some I'm gonna try to point out some different ways of seeing awareness to you uh, but first, before we do that, I do want to ask you how your week has been, How uh, how's it been going, and um, what have you experienced this week? Um, and that's, that's a good question, it's, and it's never about what you actually experience, it's what appears upon you, what has been showing up as a guest in your house, as, as Rumi always says, What has been the guest and what's been appearing for you? I'll tell you about my week. Uh, And my week was full of, I want to say, insane, crazy drama. Just a lot of different things taking place. And they all stem from this core thought we have that appears. The core thought that's always there is a thought of, the way things ought to be so we have this learning system that we learn have learned when we're younger which says this is the way things should be they should be this way or that way and then what we do is we navigate these thoughts towards uh, getting to that place and it's a story the story of me trying to get to another place so that's the that's the strange navigation that we're stuck with when that doesn't happen we end up getting upset and then emotions come along and the emotions come along and the purpose of the emotions are for really for us to stop and say stop this and let's go back to what we know and what we know is that we are everything everything So my week had a lot of that that took place. A lot of those different uh, pieces took place. A lot of drama, um, characters coming in and bringing problems and issues. And something else happened this week, too. Um, I I actually missed a gig, which was really odd for me. I, I looked at my calendar and I thought, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be at, you know, Place number A at 12.30. Well, went home and I did some invoices. And next thing I know, um, place number B called me and said, where are you? We have a crowd waiting for you. And that's the worst thing I'd ever want to hear on a telephone conversation. And then after that happened, I then became upset with myself. So then a further um, point of um, becoming irritable took place so there was a forgetting that took place and then there was another point of being irritable from making a mistake so let's examine this when when you make a mistake you don't intentionally make a mistake it just happens something takes place something is not done and then there's another whole whisper that comes along that blames you that blames a you for not doing these things so the you that is blamed is is not really true there is is not a you there to be blamed I didn't purposely say I'm going to miss this gig it just took place but then all this other stuff comes along that says you're not good, you're not taking care of things you're not following your calendar no, just watch your calendar more and that's what's happened and then we move on um, the result is I talked to the gal and I said, I'll give you a free gig the following week. I'm sorry about that. And she'll be happy with that. But this takes place, though. This is what happens. We, we have these things take place. We forget things. So why does that happen? Um, I think the mind spaces out. I don't know. I have noticed that when you awaken, upon awakening, the rest of the world it becomes more difficult to ground your feet into the play of life into the into the into what's going on so you might find yourself working in a job that you at one time really wanted to get this job because this job was bringing you things money materials and things like that which were providing happiness and now once you've awakened, you realize, okay, happiness is the presence of everything which is appearing everywhere. And I don't need these materials and things anymore. So, you find yourself now not really being as enthused about the job because the job was originally set up to be a capturing of materials. Whereas now, you're more interested in seeing and expressing so then what happens is the concentration of deadlines dates time and things like that become blurred they become uh, oceanic so you're not in the waves anymore now you're in the ocean so if you're in the waves you'll notice where every wave is all the time what the waves are doing where the waves are going but if you're in the ocean you sort of, there's a knowing that these are taking place, but there's not an individual sharpening of each want. Unless you focus on it, then you can focus on it twice as better as you could before. I don't know if that makes sense or not. So, and this is one of the biggest fears that people have, is they are afraid that, oh, if I go into this state of awakening, I'm going to change. I'm going to lose who I am and I want to mention that that's not true that's not true at all in fact you sharpen who you are um, and things like I experienced that could have happened at any point you just forget You're like yep I just plain forgot logically the other thing that happens if we take a look at the logical mind on all of this um, I used to work at a desk job in which case, I'd go into work and there'd be a calendar in front of me. I knew what day it was. I knew exactly where I was supposed to be. And if I didn't know, I had 10 people coming into my office going, yeah, meeting at 2 o'clock, another meeting at 2 o'clock. Are you going to, go? Are you going to be in the meeting at 2 o'clock? Hey, there's a meeting at 2 o'clock. And Then you get an email. There's a meeting at 2 o'clock. Good God, you have a whole team. You're a group. You're a team that's working together. this. So when you work by yourself and you have your own business, there's no team. There's no reminders. There's just you along with everything else and that takes place that happens so you have to double down and be very careful and set alarms and things like that and um, so the creative mind you know as it, as it opens up to more awareness um, it will at times just kind of move away from a lot of those things but it's important to stay with them so this is where grounding comes in. To be grounded and aware of where you are, what you have to do, at the same time while holding onto the um, the presence and awareness that you've just realized. So it's a balancing act. You have more energy, so it should not be that hard to do. And once I got past all the emotions and saw through them, I'm like, all right, I can just move forward on this. And I got some sleep too that helped too. So. That's what that's about. I don't know if I talked about this in the last uh, podcast or not, but the it's important to not only awaken to who you are spiritually, but it's also important to make sure your life is cleaned up and that you've also matured and grown up a lot what this means is that if you see awareness and awakening and you have this experience of wow I'm everything that only lasts a little while if you find yourself you know going out on Friday nights and getting hammered drunk or you find yourself in the middle of lots of drama that you can't control or you find yourself in a place where you're disorganized financially finances are all over the place or or maybe your home or your house is a freaking mess um, now a mess meaning that you can't find things some people's houses are full of stuff but they know where everything is and they're very creative people and it has an art to it and that's okay but i mean like you just you don't care so the awakening can take place but it's about seeing than the rest of your life, all of it, all of it as one beautiful presence and that, that's important. That's very important. So, so, my week was interesting. It, it started off with some, um, with some drama about a, a meeting I missed and then later on in the week, um, I had a thought on the way things ought to be. Relationship with a friend of mine, and I uh, explored some different things, and then found out that to let go of this idea of the way things ought to be opened up many more richnesses in um, what was there. So instead of telling you the details of the story, let me use a metaphor. Let's suppose for a moment that you're in a band and you're a, um, let's say you're the drummer of the band and you are making an album and it's a beautiful concept album with about, oh let's go for it, you're just doing long songs, the entire album is three songs, (laughs) side A is one song, side B is two songs and they're long and they're deep and they're interwoven and they're technically challenged with cool lyrics and beautiful artwork on the album cover too and it's one of those albums that opens up opens up and even the albums that the vinyl themselves are blue one's blue the other one's green it's like a double album really long song. But that would be a lot actually. A couple. so no it's one album i'm sorry so you're the drummer in the band and you've been trying to get the guitar player to play and have a certain sound to Because you want that freedom to be able to express more of your drums so you laid all these tracks and the whole time you laid these tracks you kept thinking I don't like the way this guy plays I don't like the way this guy plays and you have this vision of holding up the way things ought to be this album should sound like this it should sound like this it should sound like this the way things ought to be and this is probably a common challenge with artists so you finish the album and you're just like mmm i i want to do another album i'm not happy with this one and then you start then thinking wait a second you take a look at this and you you play it out how the album sounds and you realize that all the energy you were spending in trying to make the album sound the way you think it should be You have not had the beautiful opportunity of actually just hearing what is there. You are playing through all the songs, recording them, and just kind of in a daze, trying to get it to be a certain way, instead of allowing it to flow through and express itself, as music does. So you finally get the recording, and then one day you sit down and you say, I'm just going to let go and see what's there. And you do and you let go and you see what's there and all of a sudden you now hear the bass player playing these beautiful riffs you never heard before you are aware um, of, of how great your drumming is you're aware of the keyboard player that's just doing, doing these wonderful melodies up and down along with the bass player you're also aware of the you have a conga player too who's adding these beautiful percussive beats to what you're doing and then you sit back and you think This album is beautiful and I was missing the whole thing because I was lost in the story of the way things ought to be, holding it up, holding it up, holding it up and I was missing the flavor of what was there. I was so busy staring at the menu, I was missing the meal and then you sit back and now this album becomes perfect, you love it as it is, it's your most favorite album sort of what I went through this week and then letting go this the way things ought to be and, and this happens a lot as a in our spiritual awakening you you'll open you'll open up to something and then you'll think oh that's it I'm done everything is wholeness this is beautiful and then things will creep in now and if you don't stop and see them as wholeness then their energies and they'll sweep you away and then you'll go back and open up wholeness to it. so it'll, it'll open and close and open and close but if you stay with it stay open with it always see this as opening then you'll be able to um, I want to I don't want to say come back but you'll be able to dilute dilute the energies that come to you which are usually all emotions You'll be able to see through them. You'll let them pass through you clearly. You'll shine your lightness onto them. So that's, that's important. So that happened to me this week. That was really interesting. Um, so the experience on that was, okay, let's let go of the way things ought to be and love what's here. And then you can do that. And then when you do that, you start seeing so many more richnesses you know, the music is so much fuller than what you thought it to be. Because before you were trying to get it to a place of fullness. But now... Yeah, now, instead of getting it to that place of fullness, it's already that place of fullness. So you're stepping over the roses to get to the mountain. In the meantime, you wanted to get to the top of the mountain so you can see the roses. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that was an interesting experience. I'm sure you've gone through that as well. Um, the other, the other event that took place this week was I went to a um, a consciousness meeting, which it is. It's a little house in Hunt Valley, and they they have meetings and they have people sit around and just ask questions about consciousness. Um, I go to these once in a while, I a lot of times have to kind of bite my tongue when I'm there because I don't want to come off as a know-it-all, but what I do notice is that um, while I'm there, there's usually about 68 people, and all of them are really, really searching deeply, for opening up awareness. They're they're watching it as if it's something over there. They've studied it as if it's something over there. They have turned it inside, outside. They've read every book about it. They have spent time meditating upon it. They've spent time concentrating to try to get into it. And Mention that you know, something happened to me, and I'm already, that I already am this awareness, and that anybody can be this. And, and I, I know that's not easy to say because I think when somebody says, Oh, I'm enlightened, most people run and go, Get away. But there is a difference that takes place. Something happens in your life where once you've been lightened up to the presence of awareness. Once you see it, then nothing is the same. But you can't tell anyone because you feel there's no need to. Because the, you see it is everywhere. Um, so I go into these meetings and I I kind of keep it keep my my sometimes I keep my points at bay. But then other times I'll have to just speak up, and when I do, they'll sit and listen for a while. You can see they're trying to comprehend. Sometimes they'll say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But okay, this over here. (laughs) So this meeting was, um, this was A Course in Miracles, which is a giant, huge-ass book. Oh my God, it's humongous. It's like a thousand pages. And I've read some of the book. it's confusing at times because, for instance, the, we did just two lessons, and they were just like uh, workbook lessons, these are things to do, and the one lesson was, it was about being a light unto the world, be a light into the world, and so they were reading it as, okay, we need to shine our light into the world and be good to other people and help other people, be kind, and we need to focus upon our own light. Well, the average person will look at that and say, Oh, okay, I need to focus on my light. Like, like what makes me great? And how am I light? And what is my light? And they picture like an actual light bulb or, a, or a, a big giant floodlight coming out of them. And this is the light of, you know, Christ or something like that. Well, that's Hollywood. That's not... That's not what light means. And so I told them, I said, once you find light, then you can see the entire world is of light. And they looked at me and I said, but the word light does not mean, doesn't mean like there's a light ball. It means you're light-minded. It means the mind has lightened. The mind is open. There's a lightness of mind. And this lightness of mind comes from the very, very understanding looking for who you are which is you are present awareness space, clearness whatever you want to call it um, whisper silence so this, this silence is appearing in and as everything and it's like a canvas that just goes out and everything is painted upon it and, everything, and the painting is also the canvas too once this seen then you are a light unto the world and the world is the light. And there's simply a lightness that is appearing. So another word for this would be instead of saying you're light, you could just say you're space. Everything is space. Space is appearing in everything. You can take a plate of grass and put it under a microscope and you go, Wow, it's made of atoms and atoms are made of space, therefore it's all just space appearing. It's almost an optical illusion same with your finger and your nose and you you'll never find a concentrated form of you that's solid matter anywhere so this is what i kind of shared with them they got it a little bit and then they moved on to some other topics um the next topic they move on to was how to forgive what forgiveness is Um, and i had trouble with that one because you come up with the word forgive, it basically means there's a you that needs to do something to let go, and it it really creates a separate you, and a separate other person, and a story of you and another person that needs to change something to get to a better place, when in truth, there's nothing to forgive, and it did talk about that. Um, and they talked about that a little bit, and there was a little line that was just thrown in there real quick that says, "You need to find out who you are." And that's the thing with the Course of Miracles. It, it it just has these little quick lines in there that are that are really the most powerful thing. Is find out who you are. Once you find out who you are, forgiveness is. It doesn't even matter. It's not going to matter who, who did what anymore because everything that takes place is presence everything that moves is presence it's just there all the time it's a beautiful movement of what's there so f- why would you forgive what's there to forgive how does can can the sky forgive another piece of the sky does the sky need to forgive the other piece of the sky one piece of the sky bumps into another piece of the sky did anything happen you know the breeze bumps into the wind did anything happen the wind bumps into the sky did anything happen now so what's there to forgive um, but the course of miracles written mainly it's in the mind a lot It's written in the mind mode to teach people to open to the, to open to the, um, the, to presence, to present awareness. So here lies the problem. It's a thousand pages of books and reading material. Most people get on a path to enlightenment and they stay on the path constantly looking in, looking in, looking in, watching peace, watching grace, knowing about it, poking at it, seeing it, and they never realize that they're it. Once they realize they're it, two things happen. They are done their search, and their books disappear. Um, That happened to me. I had probably a hundred books. And once I saw this, took every book, put it in a box and took it up to the consignment store, and just gave it to him, said, Here, take all these books, I don't need this. And they were just books on auras and meditation and peace and joy and Reiki and stuff like that. And I was done with them. Well, uh, maybe there's a couple of books that had beautiful poems that I wanted I probably should have kept because I oftentimes look for words to try to Explain what I'm speaking about, and I know I can never find any word that ever touches it. You know, like, the only word I can ever find would be one that comes out of my Native American flute. You know, as I play that, you know, da, 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 something like that. That's all I got. It's, that's the closest I can come to but that barely touches it. So this Course in Miracles book is—it's um, a lot of searching, and it gives you a long, long search. Later on, you realize, oh my God, it was here the entire time. Everything I was looking for, which is now appearing as nothing, has been here the entire time. And that's an amazing, that's an amazing experience. It really is. So, um, so the consciousness center is fun. It's good, it's good talk good people and um, I think they get it a bit but at the same time I think some of them are still really searching and I remember when I was searching it was fun it was fun, you're seeking, seeking, seeking and then and then you uh, then you give up you, you realize you don't need to you go, whoa, there it is, everywhere and you just follow it Follow it as the aliveness that it is. So that was that was my week. The other things I did was I I, did, um, I went out and took some photos, lots of different pictures in um, in nature. And when you take photos in nature, you really see the aliveness of everything. Really, this this earth is living, breathing, being. Every, everything, and I don't just mean like trees and grass, and water, everything. The streets, um, objects, your phone, your computer, your belt, your shoes, the shirt you're wearing is an aliveness of energy. The colors that are coming out of your shirt, blue, they just appear from where where do they appear from? You know, they're, they're beautiful. They appear from and to you. And so to hold that color blue, a vibration has to take place to hold that color there in that space. And you see the color blue and you don't have to think blue. It just appears blue. All of it's there. There's no thoughts. The more we pick up that aren't thoughts, there's more, there's more we're seeing and experiencing than we're actually thinking. Thoughts are just a little bit, but most of the things are really there. Anyway, I don't mean to go off on that. But So I, I took pictures, and there's just the aliveness of this earth. You're home as you step into the grass, and you're home as you step into the sun. So that was my week. Um, now, I, at this point, I only have a little bit of time left, but I want to go over um, some. I want to go over some pointers about non-duality, because a lot of people will say, "Oh, I know what non-duality is." Yeah, I, I know what that is. If they truly knew what it was, they wouldn't. Just discount it like that, like it's you know. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Like it's some Bruce Springsteen record or something. Yeah, I know what that is. No, they would just be all over going. Oh God, let's talk about this because this is fantastic, you know. So a lot of people may look into it, go, okay, it's oneness. Yeah, where you're one with everything. But if to really feel that is not something that that you can see, if if you're looking at non-duality from a you perspective, from me, then it's not going to be known, It's, it's only going to be known when you sit within it and actually play within it and see it, that's the only way it's going to be known, it's a felt thing, the best way to describe it is this, um, Okay. My friend has a neighbor and uh, our neighbor has a daughter She's a cute little girl She plays violin and she plays um, Puckabell she, she puts her music stand up and she plays you know, Puckabell I can't remember how it goes at this point So she's playing these notes Note by note she plays this this piece beginning middle and hits every note perfectly and plays she's young she doesn't know what the soul is not play from the soul yet she's playing the notes so then one day and I tell her get your violin and I'm outside with my guitar she looks at me and I said let's play together she's like well, what are we going to play I said I'm just going to play the song I said play an a chord and and I'll do I'll, do, I'll do an A chord and a D chord and an E chord and she's like what? And I said yeah I said I'll, when I play this you play an A and when I play this you play a D and when I play this you play an A you know so I'm playing this and it's a Bob Marley song um, you know don't worry about a thing cause everything gonna be alright. I'm doing that song. And she can't do it. She looks at her mother and goes, Mom, what do I do? And her mother goes, just play along with him. She's so used to looking at something and following, like a robot, what's there. She hasn't stopped to actually feel what it is. She's so busy looking into the music and watching the music. She's not being the so finally she starts playing an A a little bit and an E a little bit and while she's doing this as I'm playing she is very uncomfortable I can just see it in her she's like this is weird this is this is just really weird and it is weird and it's scary because there's no life raft and anchor to hold her into any place she doesn't know what's coming next she doesn't know what's there so she's, she's afraid to dive in and let go into that. This is the same with non-duality. Most people are afraid to get into it because they don't want to lose their character. They don't want to lose Mike. What's going to happen to him? And if, if they're afraid of that, then they're not going to get into it. They'll peer into it and look and go, uh-huh. Okay, I get that, yeah. And then, but the place that they're getting it, seeing it from, as a me that's not it that's not it at all you can't even there's no way doing it that way studying non-duality reading about it without actually opening it up into your life is, is just like standing outside the restaurant and staring at the menu that's on the wall you know how they put those outside the restaurants. So you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out if you're going to like the food sit down and order the food and you still won't know if you like it until you finally eat the damn thing and put it in your mouth and go, oh my gosh, the salmon tastes amazing and once it does, you realize okay, that price of $12 versus $15 is really not big of a difference this is worth it go for the experience so, to learn non-duality I I think it, it cannot be learned from a book you can read about a little bit in a book but it's not until you come face to face with somebody and you speak to them and you feel their energy and that's the way I learned it's not until you have someone sit with you and say okay you in particular look deeply to see if Nick exists and you need to have someone really point you in that with a one on one talk and a one on one meeting and somebody who can really work with you and somebody who's in it as it and knows it once you once you um have that experience then it opens up and then the real then the real um knowing takes place and it just keeps opening and opening then you can go into books and you can read more so the books are, are a nice little summary of oh this is what it could be But you have to really want it and then you have to have someone talk to you and guide you into it And then once they guide you into it then you can go to your books and you can read more about it And you can say okay now now I know what this is I can work the book becomes like a paintbrush it paints it out more and more So, those are some of the ways, that's probably the one way to really do it, is to go meet with someone. And um, I hope to be able to do that soon. I'm working on a website with a friend of mine We're going to be be doing that. Um, But if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested, contact me. I'll work with you. Um, The other thing I've done this week is I've worked with a lot of seniors and I've done some classes on this. And I've opened them up as they look, and look, and look. It's working. Um, we did a class on thoughts and what thoughts were, How thoughts affect us. So, the non-duality and, and awareness, it's something very real. The world we live in is... is is Part of it is very much a huge part of it. It's in the mind, just going out, 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 out to the mind. And as they're doing that, they're, they're looking for consciousness and awareness they're looking for what's here by trying to collect and fix and organize everything they want to get everything organized get it all fixed get all the money we can and be rich as hell and then go sit on the island so we can say oh okay let's feel the beauty of this however though with that mind continually doing that doing 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 by the time it does get to that island it's not gonna stop it's gonna go wait a second who owns this island? How come I don't? And then they'll just keep going on and on. You know the way things ought to be. So again, it's a matter of letting go of that, Because there are. It's perfect now. Anyway, <clears throat> I think I've rambled enough for today. Hopefully, some of these pointers have helped. Um, I am doing a couple of things. I have um, some blogs that I write on my True You page on Facebook. If you're not familiar with that, just go to Facebook and look up um, The True You, Michael Smith, uh, for Facebook. Facebook is uh, The True You, Michael Smith, and you can get to, you can get to my page there. I put stuff on there all the time. Um, and I have my website, too, which I put something on there recently. So those are some different things. I haven't done a YouTube for a while. Probably should this is fun right here so hopefully some of this makes sense if you have questions then contact me and I will uh, help you with with any questions you have so signing off for today's show of uh, tea in a porch and I hope to have some guests on this show soon I'm not sure but I'm trying so enjoy your day enjoy your mother's day enjoy your week if you're seeking and looking, don't give up. Don't give up. This is there. I speak truly in my life. Enjoy your day. See you all later. Goodbye.